0: Hey there, sit down, make yourself comfortable, and grab a cup of tea. Welcome to the 87th episode of Thea's Tea. Thanks for tuning in! For this week's tea talk, I'm sorry to inform you that it's kind of bland. Once again, I am accompanied by water, and it's voluntary, to be honest. I have a bunch of tea left over from like a year ago when i got a bunch of tea or like when i would regularly get tea for thea's tea but i must be frank with you guys i'm trying to like get back into the podcasting groove very slowly because i don't want to overwhelm myself and kind of like scare myself off <laughs> i know that sounds a little bit ridiculous but yeah and i'm just taking things like baby steps at a time with recording episodes and everything i want to take it slowly so that i make sure that you know it sticks this time and i know like preparing tea seems so like insignificant but the way i see it when i get like the boost of motivation to record an episode I need to like grab onto that feeling immediately before I like lose momentum because in the time I make my tea, which can be like five minutes while I heat up the water and everything like I could get lazy, you know, so whenever I get the urge to record an episode, I literally try and start doing it as fast as possible so that I don't lose momentum. <laughs> I know it seems a little bit weird, but I'm just trying to like work around the way that I'm feeling and you know, still get it done even if it's not perfect. So yeah, I am drinking um, water from the tap and a pink water bottle that is my mom's she uses it when she plays tennis but i really like it it's really convenient it's metallic it's super cute so when i'm in the house or sometimes even when i go out as well i just use it to paint the scene for you guys i am currently in my bedroom it is sunday and it is 2:28 p.m my room is a mess there's stuff all over the place my bed's not made like there's a towel laying on my bed the blinds are down There's clothes everywhere, there's food, there's dishes. It's a literal disaster, but that doesn't matter. (laughs) I'm here to record the episode and I wanted to sort of do this first and then I'll take care of cleaning my room and the other stuff that I have to do. For the life update, I am now back in Medellin, hometown city. The last week's episode, I recorded it in Bogota and after that I was in Mexico for a couple of days and then I went to Guatape, and now i'm back in medellin a lot has happened <laughs> but i am now back home a little bit on my life recently so i'm in holidays as i have talked about um and i've just been enjoying doing a bunch of different activities i've been reading i'm reading astrophysics for people in a hurry by neil degrasse tyson as a bit of an introduction to astrophysics and all of that and i'm also reading um the art of making memories by mike Wig. i don't know how to pronounce Uh, that last name sorry i've been practicing my french with like traditional um like french vocabulary books that i had from when i went to school in french and i've also been practicing like my scientific vocabulary in french by watching carl sagan's series with french subtitles so fun literally the best way to pass my time i'm so happy with that and also like taking notes and everything I've started like a little french dictionary so i literally have like on my notes a bunch of words that i see in french and their translations because i feel like what one of the limiting factors for me in french is like the vocabulary so i've been trying to strengthen that up and then i'll go into the more formal part of like grammar and all of that but right now i just want to focus on feeling comfortable like communicating and this kind of leads me to my next point i accepted a spot at a university in france, it wasn't the one i was talking about last week because after that i actually got accepted into another one, so i will be studying in the next semester in bordeaux, i'm so excited, it seems like such a nice fit, i've got a bunch of family there so it won't feel like too foreign or lonely i guess and i hope and it is an entirely physics program so that feels like really fun for me and yeah i'm starting to like take care of all of that i just wanted to kind of do a little bit of follow up on my last episode which was me debating like whether or not i wanted to go so now i can give you guys update i decided to go and i'm working towards that so for the past couple of days i've been like looking for apartments, opening my bank account there, and all of that, and I won't be leaving until like late August, but you know, there's already stuff that needs to like be done so yeah it's super scary and it's super exciting i have cried so much because of that (laughs) and i just wanted to kind of attest to the fact that i know it's the right decision but sometimes in life when you make the right decision it's not all perfect like it's like there are parts of it that are going to be painful and emotional and everything and so i'm just allowing myself to like feel those feelings and you know cry about the people that i'm gonna miss the teachers that i'm gonna miss the lifestyle that i'm gonna miss and all of that but also recognize that there will be and amazing things that will come from that that I can't even like fathom right now. So that's kind of like what I'm telling myself. And I did want to do like a little bit more in-depth kind of like telling you guys about that more. So there are some few things that I have depicted. First, some of the fears that I had to leave because, like, recognizing them and naming them will allow me to work through them better, so the first one is gonna sound, like, incredibly vain and superficial, but it's true, what can I say, and it is to leave sort of the reputation and quote-unquote fame that I've built for myself here, I'm obviously not a celebrity, but I'm, like, a well-known person, you know, I have my friendship circle, and, you know, when I first started university, people sort of knew who I was, teachers knew who I was, um, like, and since it's such, like, a unique name and stuff, like, I sort of stick out, you know? and that was really fun for me, and it was really, like, comfortable for me because it opens up doors, you know, you, like, people remember you, people know who you are and it's, like, really convenient, like, professionally and academically, but it's also fun, like, socially like, I like being someone, you know, being known and not not like a celebrity, but just like a person that is recognized in her hometown. So I'm going to go to a brand new city where I'm literally going to be a nobody in a school that is much larger, where it will be much harder for me to stand out. And that's kind of like, it hurts for the ego, you know? It hurts for me to think that I'm going to like, be a nobody. It's scary. And especially when the version that I've built of myself is one like, here is one that I really like. And I did talk a little bit more about that in the last episode. But yeah, I sort of named this fear as, like, not wanting to leave my reputation. But it's okay, you know? It's, these are the types of uncomfortable things you have to go through if you want to grow another fear is for life to go on without me, I mean, it's gonna, like, hurt a little bit, because I know that I will be coming back to my friends and my family, but, you know, just like I'm developing myself in another place, like, they're gonna stay here, and they're gonna continue, like, expanding academically, and socially, and, you know, building their bonds, and going out, and hanging out, and everything without me, and when I come back, like, they'll be closer, you know, so it's kind of, like, I'm gonna, I feel like I'm gonna experience a lot of FOMO, and, um, yeah, you know, it's weird to imagine that life will go on without you, you kind of wish and hope, even though it's incredibly selfish and unrealistic, that everything sort of freezes for you when you leave, and that everything is exactly where you left it when you came, when you'll come back, but that's not the case, these people have their own lives, and they'll do their own stuff, and since you chose to kind of, like, quit that, then you're gonna have to, like, assume the consequences, it's hard, it's harsh, but it's true, and tied in with that is the fact that you're gonna have to, like, sort of, adapt yourself to the way dynamics evolve when you're not here so for instance what something that one of my friends told me was that every time she came back like her family dynamic was different and you had to like find your place in that because it evolves without you and then when you come back you need to see like where you fit in that and also like with your friends you know sometimes maybe like your friend group can get torn apart or your friends can fight and so when you come back you need to adapt yourself to that even though you weren't like a part of it happening so that also feels kind of weird but you know, it's stuff that I need to deal with and I'm not going to get in depth like on how I'm going to solve them. I just wanted to name them for you. <laughs> and also, I want to talk about some advice that I've gotten regarding this and I specifically like reached out to a bunch of people that had left managing and that were living elsewhere like in europe or in the u.s and sort of asked them on their experience of leaving on staying in touch with people homesickness and all of that and i got some advice that i really liked so the first thing was that your future deserves for it how can i say this your future deserves you giving it this importance and this place like making sacrifices for its well-being you know like your future should be like up there on your top priorities so if sometimes you feel like you're maybe making sacrifices in other areas of your life for your future to thrive like don't necessarily view it as a bad thing because your future deserves for you to sort of prioritize it in that sense so that gave me like peace I also heard friends say, like, you know, I love my friends and all, but I wasn't going to sacrifice my future just for them. And it may sound kind of insensitive, but it is true. You know, at some other point, your friends will probably also want to leave the country and all of that. And you wouldn't want to get in their way, you know, so just apply that same logic to yourself. And another thing that I heard that was really nice was if life is giving you this opportunity it's because it wants you to take it and i just felt that was really important you know i'm a firm believer of like life just showing you the path and destiny showing you like where you need to go and what you need to take in and accept and all of that. So, and that's not to say that you need to reluctantly accept everything that life throws your way, but I feel like with something as big and positive as this because I feel like it's objectively positive, like it's it would be silly for me not to take it and I just need to like lean into what life is trying to give me. So, yeah, those were just kind of like some of the things I wanted to say before getting into this week's like regularly scheduled content. I just felt like last week's episode was such a big bomb that I wanted to give it a little bit, like, of continuity and update you guys, like, on that process without making, like, an entire, like, other dedicated episode to it right now, so along that, like, same train of thought this week's episode i want to be something a little bit more chill a little bit more laid back because last week's episode was really like emotionally charged for me as i said i cried a lot after it <laughs> um so yeah today i want to do like one of my favorite dynamics for episodes and that is a q a make sure you follow me on the instagram at the AST podcast to submit questions for future q a's so let's just get started The first question comes from sophie and it says should i pay more attention to the mind or to the heart in a relationship so i love this question i've thought about it a lot like at different points in my life and i've had this discussion with people in my life as well and sort of like looking for advice so the answer that i could give you like at this point of my life is i feel like you need to have a dynamic between both and i don't want to say a balance like equal parts because i feel like at some points one of them is gonna have to like play a bigger role than the other so you need to kind of like understand that and watch them fluctuate with time i feel like when it comes to relationships the heart is pretty straightforward like you know deep down whether you like or love somebody it's pretty clear like sometimes we lie to ourselves or we don't want to admit it to ourselves but at the end of the day it's really straightforward it's a yes or no question and if you're doubting it then it's probably because you don't like this person if you like this person or if you love this person then it's kind of obvious within you and it shows up in different ways now if you don't know how to interpret that like that's a whole other thing but in general, the way I see it, like, it is pretty black and white, like, if you love someone, or if you want to be with someone, no, not if you want to be with someone, but if you like or love someone, it's pretty straightforward, it's your feelings, period, so once you have that clear, once you know what your heart is feeling, and once you understand that, I feel like that is when you need to pay more attention to your mind, because the way I see it, the mind holds the answers that will allow what you're feeling in your heart to develop and to materialize, because the way I see it, simply liking someone or simply loving someone, and I make that distinction because I feel like, you know, as teenagers, like, (laughs) um, that's what we're navigating, so simply liking or loving someone isn't enough, isn't enough to, like, sustain a relationship, to justify you being with them or trying things with them, like, that's not enough realistically what your mind is going to reveal to you is for instance the priorities you have in a relationship the dynamic you want with this other person um also things like the logistics of how you're going to work out like your relationship between both of your lives like all of those types of things that you need to think about and discuss with the other person will be guided you know from your mind that's why i say that simply knowing that like you like someone isn't enough and sometimes when people are like oh it's just we love each other and we'll figure the rest out like okay go ahead say that but you're gonna need to like do a lot of introspection to figure out how you're actually gonna make that possible you know like it doesn't like end there you know you need to do the work you need to ask yourself the questions to actually make it possible because if you really love this person and you want to make things like work then you're gonna have to put in the effort and figure out the way to do so that doesn't just fall from the sky like your heart won't show you everything like we're actual people and we need to be responsible and mature and our mind is going to tell us how to do that like your mind can tell you how to love someone how to give them time how to make them feel appreciated you know how to like give them the place they deserve in your life and how to ask for like ask them what you need so i just want to make like emphasis on the fact that your heart can only take you so far like it shows you what you want And then your mind will show you how to make it happen. So yeah, that's kind of what I wanted to explain between the dynamic of the two. But to answer your question in short, because I hate it when people kind of like ramble and don't give like a concrete answer to a yes or no question or like a this or that question. Based on the explanation that I just gave, I feel like it's clear on my current perception of life and interpersonal relationships that you need to let your mind like predominate because or at least the question asks like what you should pay more attention to i think you should pay more attention to your mind because whatever you're feeling whatever your heart's telling you your mind will be able to tell you like the more like objective pertinent like realistic answer that will in the end feel like the smartest like most responsible decision um that will bring you like the most peace or that is like the best one for you to take in this moment with these conditions so i hope this answer made sense and it doesn't seem like too off base this prompt comes from anto and it says past versions of ourselves so i feel like this is really interesting um to discuss especially since recently i had an experience my family and i went to this thing called constelaciones familiares in english i don't know like what the dynamic is called or what like that type of therapy is called but it's basically like um a theory that tries to like understand family dynamics and like what role you're playing in your family dynamic, what obstacles you have, and sort of like what pains and like charges you need to be set free from like past generation. And so one of these exercises in this therapy is for you to kind of like identify you and your family in little like action figures, I guess. And the types of action figure you choose say a lot about how you view yourself and your place in your family. So there, there's like an objectively correct standard of how the family should look like. And so if you choose things differently, it's reflecting like things that you're viewing in a different way that could be like obstructing your family dynamic, right? And I'm not saying if I'm for or if I'm against this type of therapy because it is like not scientifically based and i am studying physics of course <laughs> so like i don't want to get into all of that but i do want to share something of like the exercise that i found like revealing of myself so basically in the like family that i laid out i chose like a version of myself that's smaller than what it should be because like i'm 18 i'm all grown up i should be like an adult but i chose a kid And basically, like after the process of discussion that we undertook, we basically realized, or like I realized, that the reason that I had done that is because I was stuck idealizing the childhood version of myself and why i did this is because when i was younger specifically the version i have of myself when i lived in jordan i felt that i had like my entire life together i felt like since i was so young since i had hardly any responsibilities and since like my only responsibility was school and the like workload was minimal i had a lot of time to invest in like other areas of my life so i would spend a lot of time like organizing my things and i knew like exactly where each and every one of my belongings was at all time like i had a lot of time to clean my digital space like literally my ipad mini like everything was intact everything was in order i had a lot of time to like take care of myself like write in my diary like reflect over myself like i had so much free time that i filled it up in a very productive way which, looking back, I view on having my life, like, that's the definition of having my entire life in order, like, I feel like everything was under my control, and now that I've grown up, obviously, as you grow up, you get, like, more responsibilities, but I feel like, in my life, that has been, like, disproportionate to, like, the amount of time that a human being has, and I recognize that this is in part my fault, because I've taken, voluntarily, so many more responsibilities, like, in extracurriculars, and just, like, random responsibilities that I kind of subscribed to, but i feel like that has led to a point of chaos especially the new like time of my life that i'm entering where i'm going to have to like manage a much larger budget for myself i'm going to have to like get my own groceries and administrate like my money like entirely like there are a lot of changes coming for me in that sense but my point is that with all of these new responsibilities i haven't felt like i've acquired more time you know there are still 24 hours in a day just like when i was younger so i have more responsibilities than when i was younger and the same amount of time and obviously that doesn't fit so i feel like in order for me to have my life 100% in order and to feel as like in control as i did when i was younger like that's literally impossible because for me having my life in order is it, it has a lot of meaning like it goes from the specifics of like literally having every single thing in your house in order in a place like kind of almost having your mind as a catalog to where all your belongings are at all times having no emails in your inbox like having like all of your photos like freshly deleted the ones you didn't need you know having everything like impeccable like having everything like organized in your digital space and in your like physical space but also knowing like the track that your life is on like knowing what you want to do like feeling at peace with the people around you and all of those dynamics And I know like that definition of having your life in order seems pretty simple, but I can't like verbally express how overwhelming it feels because those things that I just mentioned are examples of what I feel. But there are like so many more like there's an almost an infinite list of things that I need that I think need to be in order for me to consider that my life is under control. And when I was younger, that list was much shorter, and it was much more, like, realistic for somebody to be able to do, so when I was younger, I felt like I had everything in order, and now I feel like it's not in order, and I feel like it never will be, (laughs) so I'm just kind of, like, trying to prioritize, like, what's more important to, like, put that in order, and then just, like, continue living my life, but... It feels like i'll never have my life completely in order so that's just kind of like something that i wanted to get off my chest because it's like something that's (laughs) that like really weighs on me um but all of this is related to the question you asked me because i feel like i idealize a past version of myself and for me nostalgia is one of the most important feelings out there Uh, I made an entire episode on nostalgia. I'll actually link it because I feel like it's really important. And I've been experiencing a lot of nostalgia in my life lately. And I would dare say that it's like the most important feeling and emotion. But it is typically said that people who are nostalgic or like have a nostalgic view of their past and of their memories are happier with their life because they have like a more positive narrative of what their life has been. So I do definitely have like a positive but sort of idealized vision of who i was like in the past and that's kind of tricky because while it inspires me it also hurts me a bit you know and it's kind of like a double-ended sword but i feel like it's important to sort of like do your past selves justice you know and also think about like if you like who you are right now would make your younger self proud and all of that i feel like it's a good sort of like reference checkpoint to have in your life but yeah i just feel like past versions of ourselves are really interesting and i have a very clear relationship with a very clear person that i was in the past and it's i don't know it gets me thinking and i have had many like subsequent versions between that version of myself and who i am now but i feel like the lines between them are kind of blurry and everything so for me i distinguish like sort of that person that identity as my past version and who I am today as my present version but yeah I feel like it's I don't know there's so much to say about past versions of ourselves and this is just kind of like my take on it angel asks for advice on letting go of people from your past now I have to be frank with you I feel like this is probably the hardest thing ever like the hardest experience I feel that I have been through in my 18 years of life is related with letting go letting go from things or people from my past. So first of all, I wanna recognize how difficult and like important and pivotal this can be in life. A quote that really helped me, actually this is a funny story. So when I had like my first boyfriend, um, I put a profile picture of us and I had it for like the entire time we were together and one of my teachers on WhatsApp noticed. So she saw it and she asked me like, oh my gosh, I saw your profile picture, like are you in a relationship? and literally we had broken up like the week before and i nearly started crying right there on the spot because she had like taken a while to ask me between when she saw the photo and that moment so but from that funny anecdote comes one of the best pieces of advice i have ever heard and the quote is in spanish it says nadie le quita lo bailado a uno which in english translates to nobody can take away from you what you danced it sounds kind of funky but it put everything in a new light for me and it wasn't like i instantly got over him at that point (laughs) um but it was really revealing because it was like huh that's true i mean you know like regardless of how many other people he gets with or whatever like i will always like be a part of his life you know and he can like i can become irrelevant or whatever but you know like nobody can take away the moments you had together or like the parts you played in each other's life i mean who cares like if he forgets or whatever or ignores it but it's there you know and i feel like that's really empowering you know like nobody can take away the moments that you already lived together and so that gives me like peace like even if you won't live more which oh my gosh so sad (laughs) like nobody can take away what you already experienced So all of this to say that memories are very important in your life, like the way you look back on your life is like, your life is what you recall from it, if that makes sense. So memories are really important and once again, nobody can take that away from you. Something that can also be occurring, you know, whether it's a friend or a significant other and you're like hung up on them is somebody needs to tell you (laughs) um you're probably hung up on an idealized version of them or like a version of them you have in your head or a version where you're only remembering the good moments and i know people say this all the time but it's very true um like you're remembering what you're choosing to remember, and you're remem- like you're filtering only through the good moments. So all of this to say that like nobody's perfect, and that's not to say that you know just because somebody had one bad moment with you, then they're automatically like dead. No, but it's just that you know nobody's perfect, and if you only think of the good things, then of course they're gonna be the best person in the planet in your eyes. But just remember that they're not, and there is something that you didn't like about them that you don't have to deal with anymore. So just recognize them as a human being, you know, with imperfections, with flaws. And what I mean by this is not for you to like, you know, feel proud of like what you left behind, but recognize that, you know, like, they're a regular person just like you like nobody's perfect like they're not better than everybody else walking the planet and you're gonna find people that you have just as much fun with and that you can connect just as much with you know they're not like on this pedestal above the rest of humanity this is what i mean by this you know so like stop idealizing them and recognize that there are so many people to come in your life that will make you even happier and also tell yourself like if you're really stuck on this person then and if you're like investing all this energy towards them or the idea of them or your memories of them or whatever you won't be able you won't be like emotionally available to receive the new people coming into your life and not only like not to replace this person in whatever role they had in your life but just to live your life and continue living it and continue making like memories and living experiences and bonding with other people and you know I say that being hung up on this person can, like, get in the way of you living in the present because, you know, you can say no to people because you think they won't, like, fill their shoes, um, or you can be out with people and think that you spend, you would spend better time with this other person, so that's what I mean by not being, like, emotionally available to receive what's happening in your life right now, that's why you need to let go to be able to fully live the present and fully appreciate what it is you do have because, it will be different and you shouldn't label it as like better or worse or any of that it will be different you know everybody is different and the time you spend with people is different so be able to appreciate it because of its differences what i think you need to do with the people from your past is make peace with them and not necessarily like verbally or directly with them but kind of like with you and yourself you know like you and you make peace with the fact that this person is a part of your past you know make peace with the fact that this person is no longer in your life and why the reason i'm phrasing this as something that you need to do with yourself is because i feel like when you're hung up on somebody it's kind of like two parts of you battling so you need to like let go entirely and have that discussion with yourself and you also need to thank them for crossing your life you know thank them for everything they taught you everything they showed you all the moments you spent together you know all the bonds you developed the connections like all of those beautiful things literally there is nothing else you can feel for that besides gratitude and gratitude is like the most powerful thing to feel in this moment or in this like situation because there's literally like n- like you can't keep producing these moments so just be thankful for the ones that you already lived and recognize the place that they occupy in your life and in your history that you're like building and be thankful for them and look back on them with tenderness and yeah like being thankful that they happen I feel like is the best outlook you can have on it almost like being nostalgic but in a heartwarming way not a depressing way And yeah, you know, be thankful, recognize how it contributed to the person that you currently are, to your, like, values, and if it enriched you in any way. And after you finish that process, it's time for you to move on. Like, once you're thankful for it, it's like the book is closed. You don't need to keep, like, you know, like, turning it around or flipping the pages or anything. But yeah, in order to be able to let go, you need to kind of, like, have that inner healing process with yourself. And also something, like, the way I like to look at it is that you can reflect... On what they taught you. And as I said, like, be thankful and like look back on the time you spent together and all of that. Like, you can look back on that, of course, but don't keep like dwelling on them not being in your life. You know, instead be thankful for the chapter of your life that they were in and recognize that it's over. I feel like the most important part is giving yourself that closure and just like getting rid of the hope for them to come back or whatever. You know, you really need to like give yourself the gift of an answer you know and even if it's the answer that you don't want like you need to like come to terms with it and it's a long hard process it can vary from like person to person but it's much easier for you to let go if you're thankful for all the good times you spent together and you let go of the hope of like those moments reproducing like you need to accept that those were all the moments you were meant to live together you know and yeah i feel like the most like, liberating way to perceive this is, for instance, the way I look at my first relationship is with tenderness at this point. Like, I'm so thankful for, like, the sweet little details and the moments we live together and all of that, but I recognize that it's a part of the past and I don't continue, like, spending time or hoping that, you know, like, it'll happen again, you know, or to, like, relive it or anything. Like, I know that it's part of my past, I know that it contributed so much to who I am today and that I still live, like, in accordance with those lessons and those values, but I know that it's over and that there are new things coming for me. But it's empowering to know that, you know, it's a part of you and you'll carry it with you like forever if that's what makes you feel happy. And yeah, like it doesn't need to be anything more. So yeah, I hope this gives you clarity. It's like my pers- my perspective and everything. I know all of this is easier said than done, but I hope that something I said kind of like flipped a switch inside of you. Lescano asks, what is a must-do activity before you leave? Oh my gosh, you're making me think about my departure. (laughs) No, but I actually have given this quite a bit of thought. And one of the things that I really want to do is just live a day, like, in the life of a student from my now ex-university, you know? I want to go back for a day and just, like, follow my friends, like, all around, you know, like, hang out with them um like watch them go to their classes and have lunch with them and chill at the library and you know like mess around i just want to live like one more full rich day of that you know like in all its simplicity but for me like every single day of my last semester was so fun and so enjoyable so i just kind of want to like relive one of those days with the people that you know i care for at that school honestly um before going to my new school (laughs) I remember that one of like the cool things that you know people at that school tend to do is basically it's on like it's not directly like in the heart of the city but you have to like it's like higher up so it's like a far way up (laughs) um and basically like on it's a like highway i guess to get there and on the side of the road there is like this bike shop yeah like a literal bike shop and there's this it's almost like a stand it's literally like a hot dog stand but it is so cute it's got like light bulbs that illuminate it and it's like literally you know like those containers when people like you know like ship all of their things off to another country like literally those containers it's in one of those and then on top there are like seats and everything and then you know there are like chairs all around and it's literally on the way from the university to like the city so you know sometimes when people had like two hours for lunch they would go there or if they finished class late at like not late at night but at night you know they would stop there on their way home um so yeah it's a super fun hot dog place which has they're like very cheap and it's a fun concept and everything it's like a very homey place and so yeah i would like to go there again as part of the experience and also like on that note of food i am not a fan of colombian food to be honest but everybody's like oh my gosh you know when you leave you're gonna miss the food so much i gener—I genuinely don't think i will but in order to like close this chapter of my life and like say goodbye for now to like the food and the place and everybody i feel like i need to eat as much colombian food as i can actually this friday i'm going to school to the school that i graduated from to an alum event to eat one of the typical plates of colombia and of like antioquia the department i live in In general and those are known to be like legendary they're like beans um they're known to be legendary because the nuns sure know how to cook (laughs) so yeah i eat a bunch of colombian food also i love like literally one of my favorite things ever is a typical street food and it's potatoes but a smaller variety they're called papas criollas so they like fry them on the spot and then they put salt, lemon and pink sauce, basically tomatoes, like ketchup and mayonnaise mixed together, and they are so good. So good, so cheap, little street food. I love them so much. They have been like my biggest obsession this semester. As well as we have a burger place he- here called Chef Burger, and one of their like entrees is Oh my god, I am French. What am I saying? Entree. <laughs> um are these american fries is what they call them so they're basically french fries with cheddar cheese sour cream tomato like small bits tiny little bits of like crunchy bacon and some green thing that i have not been able to decipher what it is i've literally had them at least like once a week for the uh, for all of the weeks of the past semester so those types of food that i do like i want to eat a bunch of those um ooh, i also have a list on my notes of things that i want to do but not specifically like before i leave just like a bucket list of things that i want to do over the holidays so first i need to learn to park in reverse um not and also part parallel i'm not very good at parking i can't it's very hard for me to like picture in space like where my car is and where it's moving so yeah i need to work on that a lot I also want to deep clean my room like get rid of a bunch of stuff you know if there are things that i want to like sell or give away or donate before i leave like i feel like this is the perfect time for me to go through all of that i also want to organize all my material from the past semester in a folder and it's not that much like the physical stuff because everything else is digital so like all the exams i took and everything to put them in a folder and to like stow it away and like have everything from this semester organized and like accessible if i ever wanna or if i ever need anything for references i have a wall in my room that is like a wall of pictures that i literally started back in like 2018 and i want to finish it i literally only did half of it and so i want to finish like the other half and i also want to put like more current photos because when i come back to visit i want that wall to be like a reflection of what my life here was so i want to make sure that i get that done and to print all the pictures and literally just sit down one day and stick them all on the wall so that's a fun thing to do with friends if anybody wants to come join me i also need to practice my french i think i talked about this at the beginning of the episode but like practice my scientific vocabulary and just like you know grammatics and all of that to make sure that i feel really confident when i get there and that i'm able Able to express myself naturally. I don't want like the language to feel like a barrier because I'm already gonna be at a new place. I'm gonna feel probably like insecure and shy. So I don't want the language to be like an additional barrier. And I also want to read a bunch. Um, you know, I I kind of had like a breakup with self help books. Um, but I want to read things that are interesting to me. I don't know if like necessarily like fiction stories or stuff like that. Um, or like pure like scientific stuff i don't know just whatever appeals to me in the moment i want to read it (laughs) so all of that is like in terms of projects that i want to do i also want to have a huge party to say goodbye to everybody i had a huge epic party when i turned 18 it was legendary and i want to do something of a similar scale to say goodbye to everybody Literally, literally like all of my friends make it like 60 people and, you know, have it, like, be, like, a going-away party, and then I also want to have, like, individual goodbyes with my closest friends, whether that be, you know, to go eat, or something, or whatever they want, or whatever I want, um, yeah, so those are basically, like, all of the things I want to get done before I leave, it is very nostalgic and upsetting to think about, though. (laughs) The last question for today comes from Trespa, and he asks, what does it feel like to have made a fortune thanks to vapes at such a young age yes i must confess in the time that i was away i started a vaping business and it's a really funny story (laughs) because i feel like it's a good example of finding like something niche that is convenient for you and really exploiting it for your own benefit so basically uh, a couple of months ago or like a year ago (laughs) um somebody opened like a liquor shop near my house um yeah like a liquor shop like yeah i guess (laughs) and it was so annoying because they would put on music super loud like at the weekends, and they wouldn't let us sleep so we were all furious with them and then one night i hosted like a little get together at my house and we went there to get the booze and some of my friends you know saw that they were selling like vapes and at this point you know I was I didn't really know what that was it was before like they were fully in in Colombia or in Medellin or like in my circle basically and so I didn't know what that was but they were like looking at them and they got one and then that night at the party it was a hit like literally everybody (laughs) like rotated it everybody used it everybody was like so excited so happy and they explained to me that it was like rechargeable so that they would need like more like pods and stuff to stock it up and i was like okay um like since this liquor shop is right next to my house like i can get them and i can give them to you and then like joking i said like oh but i'll charge an extra fee and they're like okay yeah like no problem so i started earning like literally less than a dollar for each one like like less than like probably mil pesos colombianos and one dollar is cuatro mil like four thousand Colombian pesos, if you want to like reference <laughs> um so yeah you know i started you know like at first to the people that had bought it like that night and then to like people i would give them like at school and then in parties you know when they made like the group chat i would send a message there and i would sell like a bunch at parties like literally the fee that i would have to pay to go to the party i would like earn all of that money back through selling vapes and then, like, I started to, like, know the product better, I slowly, like, rose a little bit the prices so that I would earn, like, cuatro mil pesos or one dollar per, like, article that I sell, um, yeah, I started, like, learning more about the industry and, like, you know, what types of vapes people like, you know, like, which clients like what and, like, flavors and all of that, and personally, I don't vape myself, I have never vaped, it scares me, nicotine scares me, (laughs) but I have been reselling to people who do like nicotine and it is really fun it became kind of like an inside joke like everybody knows um like of it and of the business at school and everywhere so it's been really fun <laughs> it will no longer like be functioning obviously when i leave to france but we'll see if i find a uh, like good vaping idea there we'll see <laughs> but yeah like i really did become the local dealer Well, that's about it for this episode. I would like to clarify that I am not a specialist. Everything I share is based off of my experience and what I've learned. Don't forget to follow the podcast Instagram at theastpodcast. I'm very active on there. It's a visually aesthetic platform built with interactive spaces for us. Please tag me on your stories and send me pics listening with your tea. Also, please rate, review, follow, and subscribe. Whatever your platform lets you do, it would help me out a lot, because reviews are the only way I can start growing, getting recommended to new people, and being included in rankings. Plus, I read reviews on here, so if you want to be featured, go on right ahead. Please spread this episode with any friends or family you think will like it. I would love it for you to share your thoughts on this podcast. You can send me a voice message directly through Anchor or through my email podcast at gmail.com. You can reach out for business inquiries and set up sponsorships through there as well. Make sure to check out the show notes. There's a bunch of fun stuff listed down there alongside with links to everything I mentioned here today. Remember, you can join me every Thursday for a new episode, including the last one of every month with the guest and an additional bonus monthly Q&A. Thank you for your time and for joining me in my little corner of the internet. I appreciate you. Thanks for tuning in. Have a beautiful week and a wonderful existence.